Awesome show where I am joined by Tilo Mad, who will be back in his words in a minute, which it looks like that minute is up. Tilo, dang man, big, <laughs> big night we got going on. How, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this one though. I, I feel my groove back in the game. I'm, I'm getting back into it hardcore, so it's gonna be good. It's a little hard not to be excited right now. There is a there's a ton going on. We just got, like, we had a decent amount of stuff to go off of before the road ahead just dropped. But with the road ahead dropping, there's, like, five things. Like, we might have to push some up some stuff off to Monday, which won't, isn't that bad. It's only, you know, five days away. Maybe we'll do it with podcast questions or something. But, my gosh, road ahead. Do you just want to jump right into it, Tilo? Yeah, man, let's do it. We got a lot of stuff to cover, like you were saying. So, might as well go into the biggest item. Yeah, let's let's hit it hard. Uh, new, I think this is the biggest deal of everything, new territory battles. What's your knee-jerk reaction to this? Um, I'm excited for it. You know, it's it's something new. It gave me flashbacks just from, like, the image that they gave to us in the road ahead. Of, uh, I don't know if you ever played Conquest in Battlefront 2. Yes, 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 yes. Did it give you little vibes of that, kind of? The, the map of it definitely looked like that because you yeah. had to, like, shift around to different planets. You had to be able to conquer them. You had to go back. I, I mean, that was... That's really the game mode you played the most, probably, after you did the campaign. Oh, yeah. Like, me and my little brother would, like, stay in Conquest. But, um, but yeah, hopefully this one has a similar vibe. And, and I'm excited for it. They even said it in the post, too, that it's going to be uh, a, a way that they can put different eras of Star Wars in there. That's something that we talked about, too, something that they do with Conquest, that, that they're going to be able to introduce into TB. So excited for that aspect of it. Yeah, this is really the last piece of Galaxy of Heroes. We now have a renewable piece of content that just needs to be maintained in PvE individual, PvE for guild, PvP for guild, and PvP individual. After that, they can really just hone in on the player experience in between those four game modes and keep improving them. And maybe, maybe, maybe every once in a while throw us a bone with something random like a raid or something like that. But yeah, th this is this is it. Uh, being expandable, being able to kind of choose where you want to go. I do... How do you feel about their, their first air they're kind of messing with, which is between episode three and episode four? I honestly think that's a pretty good era because they can cover tons of stuff. You could still have aspects of the prequels if you're going to do it right yeah. after Return of the Jedi. I mean, uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then going all the way up, you you can go into OG Trilogy and let people love OG Trilogy too. So you could touch on both aspects of the fandom. I think it's, and I think it's going to be, so I agree with that. And I also think it's going to be in addition to that, this is going to be the easiest timeline for them to continually expand on right now because all the TV shows that have come out and that are going to continue to come out, it's not all of them, but the vast majority of them, are this time period. Kenobi just passed right through that. Bad Batch Season 1 was that as well. Bad Batch Season 2 will be this. Andor coming up. They're all they're all kind of focusing on this theme. I even um, 
they mentioned that there might even include like things from new games. So Fallen Order is out there. He's he is in this time period as well. Do, are we going to get Cal Kestis? Like there's there's so much that they can work with with this time period for the next like two years of Star Wars content. And the thing that's cool too, and the thing that I'm going to harken back to every time on this new TV is they said it's expandable. So like you mentioned, Cal Kestis, like you mentioned other TV shows, like maybe we get Reva as a TW or uh, TV reward. Oh, she is. Like that's lower... confirmed. I mean, I mean, not Reva, but um, Cal Kestis, I meant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cal Kestis I, I as, that, as, yeah. A, as like a future reward, you know, like Reva's now. Kestis is in the future, and then you could just jump everywhere because, especially in that time zone, you can go tons of places bounty hunters, rebels, empires like all sorts of things that they can do as TV rewards to kind of keep it fresh. So, excited for that! Yeah, I, I am too. And this is, this is something we're mentioning in the chat right now that <laughs> when they have renewable content like this, it number one, it lets us get familiar with a mode, and then we don't really have to leave that mode. And then it also means that it's going to be really easy to give us new stuff all the time. Uh, whereas with yes. other raids where they're, they have to build it from the ground up every time, we're going to see that content once every two or three years. And that kind of sucks. Like, then we get into these lulls where the game mode just gets really old and outdated, and we have to wait for another long-haul one, and then they have to make it really stupid overpowered because we no. they don't want us to beat it for three years. So this is... Yeah, this is this is great. I, I'm excited for it. I'm sure there are going to be some downsides. I think we're going to see. I think we're probably going to see a lot of relic gates. I think we're going to see a lot of very niche teams uh, like Inquisitors that a lot of people don't have built up. But overall, I think it's going to be a really really fun game mode. I, and I really see Jabba being a really big factor in this new TW. They already mentioned that he's going to have a TW node in the old ones, but I would yep. imagine he would have something in this new one as well. Yeah, they seem to hint at. So they mentioned there's going to be light side, dark side, and there's also going to be mixed nodes. And a look, if I had to guess, um, Jabba, and actually they kind of alluded to this, this isn't really me guessing, but Jabba is going to be kind of the pinnacle of the mixed zone. And I'm sure like, you know, Starkiller will probably have his place in there. Bounty Hunters themselves, there'll probably be some type of combination. Probably Dad Bob Boba will have his own mission or something like that, or maybe just normal Boba Fett up because it's not really... Not really quite his time period. But yeah, he's he's going to be very, very important. I, I got a question for you for this new T, uh, TB. And I keep on wanting to say TW, but TB. Um, do you think there's going to be a relic gate? Um, so we definitely, there has to be on the specific missions. They, they've done this before. And really, gosh, did they... Did they do this in Hoth? I know they do it. They do it in Geonosis. Maybe they don't do the exact relic level, but they do a GP level. And I don't think they like the GP level because the GP level is a lot more easy to manipulate via mods and uh, Zetas or Omicrons or whatever. So I think they're going to lean more towards relegates. I think we're going to probably see... We're going to see a pretty consistent amount of Relic 3 and Relic 5 across the board. and Maybe even in the later stages. Oh, gross. Um... Relic 7, at least on like pinnacle characters. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to do the Jabba mission without a R7 Jabba. Uh, Jabba. Yeah, I could definitely see something being like that. <laughs> I'm a little scared, but kind of excited at the same time. It's just kind of the precedent they, precedent they set for the game. And I, I don't I don't like it, by the way. I think I don't like limiting players uh, to... Yeah to a specific threshold rather than just kind of letting them try and work around it. That being said, I, I kind of get CG's point at it too. I remember when the Chewbacca event came out, 
they wrote on there, you know, recommended gear 12, and then everybody tried to take their gear nines and got slaughtered in it. It was a, it was a big boohoo fest, but yeah, um, I, I'm excited. I know we're not going to get it for a while, so we're probably going to be talking about this for the next three months, but yeah, it, it looks really, really cool. Yeah, man, I'm excited for it. It, it. If anything, it looks really fun, and like you said, it looks cool too, so excited to hop in there and see what it's all about. Yeah, and I'm curious. I mean, we, we don't need to comment on this too much, but how it's going to work with the cadence? Like, are they just going to give you this option every single time? Are you going to be able to choose this over Geo? Is it going to be longer? Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things they have to work out. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm excited for the fact that they mentioned too that they're going to be adjusting the old TB because of the new TB. So maybe finally we'll be able to max out light side TB. Oh gosh, I hope so. So my, my guild <laughs> isn't quite there, but for the guilds that have been perfect starring ground for several months now and have literally just been getting gypped out of a star because someone didn't do proper math back at uh, back at CG for that fleet node, that that is going to be very very nice. Yeah, right, so no, definitely. That covers the TB pretty well. There's still a lot else going on. I'm trying to think what's. What do you think is the next biggest thing from the road ahead outside of the TB? Um, gosh, it, it was pretty packed. Um, Java, maybe Java. Java last requirements. Yeah, well, go, let's go over the Java's last requirements. What do you think of them? Um, I'm gonna pull them up right here. I, I thought they were really, really low for a GL. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> yeah, so definitely really low for a GL as far as relics go, especially because we. We had built the expectation that the relic levels were not probably not even going to maintain, but they were going to go up higher from Lord Vader. And these, I haven't counted, but just as an eyes glance, they are significantly lower. I, I think, I think these might these are probably cheaper than JMKs actually, because there's only one R8, and JMK at a minimum had two. So this is the cheapest Galactic Legend we've seen since Jedi Master Luke, which you know is, uh, what is he yeah. a year and a half old now? Yeah, and tons of characters that we already have at R7, like JKL, that was R7 for pretty much everybody out there. Um, a lot of people have Chef, uh, Fennec Sean at Relic 7. Boba Fett is probably beyond yes, Relic yep. 7 for most people because of Executor. Like, from the new requirements, really good. And then the previous ones, too. Like, a lot of characters that we already had up there. And then ones that aren't too expensive, either. Like, the ones that like uh what was it er, 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 and even this this set right here like mob enforcer only relic three which isn't bad at all like compared to previous gls that would have probably been r5 r6 yeah and i think they're you know not to be negative nancy over here but i i think this is just them doing things in a different way we've never seen the type of monetization with marquees on a galactic legend like this uh like this before like he is going to come out very likely and Bausher, I, th I think Boosh is actually how you pronounce it. I believe she's not even going to be in shipments. So if you want this character out the gate, you want to be able to hit those nards and t uh, nodes in TB, then you need to have you need to just try at least bare minimum three hundred dollars. And I think the Lando's only shipment, so you know that's another hundred and fifty bucks. Gersantin, you need to be double refreshing by now. I don't. Get, I don't think is he is he on a node? No, Rokaren just brought it up, but he's not farmable yet. Yeah, so they're they're gonna get their money's worth, and this is this is different from all the other Galactic Legends. No Galactic Legend has had a marquee, not even in shipments, before they come out. 
So it's going to it's going to vary a little bit. I don't think they're really screwing themselves out of money here. No, I really don't. I think they 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 serve both people. They serve the the whales are going to get it regardless. Yeah. So it's just a matter of them trying to get those marquees. But for free to play, they hooked us up too because they they're giving us yes, the gate of the marquee, but eventually when those marquees are out, it's going to be a relatively easy farm. It's not like we're really having to put in those hardcore relic nines, relic eights into this farm. It's just a uh, it's just the the matter of trying to get the stars on those marquee characters because most people around the level getting ready for Java probably have them at our like seven stars. I was going to say R seven, but seven stars. It's just a matter of gear at that point at relic levels. I like to do a comparison just for funsies overall because I'm we're, we're kind of shooting by the hip here. And I'm, yeah. you, you mentioned already, but there's, there's like three, four, there's like four freebies in, in this one. Yeah. Janet Luke at R7. Anyone who has Janet Luke should have him at R7 at least. Boba Fett, Executor is probably the most important thing in the game right now. You already have to have it here. Um, Han Solo, Han Solo is a little steep. Like, I don't have an R8, but I'll take an R8 Han. Like, that's. That is completely acceptable. Very good character to have at R8. And then who is the... Oh, Fennec. Yeah, Fennec is, again, not something everyone's going to have. But it's it's some, something that everyone can definitely use at R7. Like, it is a great character to have at, R, at R7. Different from several of Lord Vader's that were at R8 that I don't even use. So, definitely, Dude. definitely very good as far as that goes. And, and then another great thing is they almost set it up to where you can focus profundity first. And, and really get those characters all settled up, make sure you get profundity. And then hopefully by the time you're done with that, the, they'll be farmable. So so I think it's a good transition too between profundity farm to Java farm. Yeah, definitely for like a, a free-to-play path. If you're doing yeah. everything like that, you should have Radis seven stars and everything squared away with relic levels. And then, yeah, yeah, you, could, you should probably naturally transition to it. It's still, it's still going to be a long farm. It's probably still oh, yeah. going to be somewhere in the ballpark of four to six months, but it, it will. I, I think they did themselves a pretty big favor at getting money in when they need it in, and rather than having all everyone just, you know, kind of blow their horde all at once. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. So, the, all right. So, we're now through two, I think, <laughs> of the six things that were in there. So, we can touch briefly on this one Mob Enforcer. They so there's two oh. things on this, and actually we can kind of kill two birds with one stone here. They gave us a little bit of insight into Jabba's kit. They said it's going to function highly around thermal detonators, and thermal detonators are going to start to under the Jabba lineup. They're going to have like secondary effects. I think this is kind of similar to Padme. She has protection up. A lot of characters in the game have protection up, but the protection up for Padme has a bunch of secondary effects. They can't be crits. They can't get debuffs they turn it into courage so it looks like they're going to be leveraging that mechanic some more and mob enforcer has actually had the highest damaging thermal detonators for a very long time it's honestly kind of really weird um but she also got a rework to make her really work with the hut cartel what do you what do you think about her do you think she has a place with jabba um i could see it um but i don't think who was mentioning it that she has one of like the highest damage per per thermals it was it you i think it was you i mentioned it multiple times now yeah yeah so so that's definitely going to be up there and if if 
it's just going to depend on Java too. What exactly is going to be those secondary effects that uh, thermals have? And, and maybe you need a tank, another tank. It's just going to depend on the squad itself. But because uh, what we're, we're missing that fifth spot, right? Yeah, I mean, we pretty much already have four members of the team. And I think there's going to, I'm a little curious now, actually, if the team is going to fluctuate very differently from other Galactic Legends. Like most Galactic Legends have kind of one fluid team that they work with in all game modes across the board. But I think Jabba might not be that way, especially because all of the characters that he got have Omicrons with them. So I don't know if you, if you go into TB, if you're going to want a specific lineup that has, you know, a bunch of TDB Omicrons, if you're going to GAC, if you want a lineup that has a bunch of GAC Omicrons, TW, etc. So I'm not sure if it's going to be quite one fluid thing. They didn't give Mob Enforcer an Omicron, though. So there might be a place for her, but... It really seems weird to update her kit and her not to be there. I, I, I would wager that in at least one game mode she is going to be in the ideal team. Yeah, I could see that, or or being a placeholder too, because we don't have the lifter unit. You could say maybe the Marquis are his lifter unit, but it's it's no. it's it's not to the same caliber as like a cat or a mall or something like that. So maybe he's that placeholder to eventually they bring out his lifter unit. And I think they're going to do it, and hopefully this is the way I, I figure that CG is going to do it, that they're going to make him powerful on his own, in his own right, using the characters that we already have. And eventually when he starts falling out of favor, then we get a Zifter unit, something like we saw with Rey, and eventually we'll see with like Kylo and the rest of the GLs. Yeah, I think you'll get it. I don't think they're going to rush it. I think they, they're going to focus on his value in other areas. I still think he's going to be okay in PvP. I don't think he's going to suck. I th he's probably going to get sold by some random GL. Like, Kylo's probably going to solo him. But he'll be able to put up a fight against the rest. And that's really, I mean, they've set the expectation for this. He doesn't have a lifter character. They've already made it very clear that lifter character is supposed to be above. I can still see him being able to beat maybe JMK on offense. They they've, they put a lot of things in the other guy's kit that seem to revolve around things like defense penetration, max health damage bonus turns they, they all come off very anti-jmk but that doesn't mean you know we saw profundity just come out who is very anti-executor doesn't hold really for crap against it on defense though which is fine yeah no no definitely I, and even in uh Kersantin's kit too it looks like he's built to go against jmk too so i yeah, yeah i see my thing I, I see him definitely UOing against jmk and why watch him struggle against like lord vader like that's his achilles heel yeah, I I 100% agree that he's probably he might be outfitted to beat that GL, but I don't think he's gonna be he's not gonna be the end all be all of no. Galactic Legends. <laughs> he's too cheap to be the end all be all. <laughs> oh yeah, and I mean, and that's fine too. There's CG knows what they're doing as far as monetization goes. I don't I don't trust them for everything, but I'll trust them in that respect. But okay, so now we yeah. have the mod update. This one honestly looks pretty complicated. What did you think? Um, I got to read this like two or three more times. I but, have to read um... it more times too. I, I don't, I, I get the gist of it, but I don't fully understand it. So it's like, they, they're talking about enhancing our mods further. I'm like, aren't those what, um, what we already had? But, but this is like a, a step above that, I guess. I don't know. What, how, how'd you see this? I'm um, so read I, this again. My, my, my knee-jerk reaction is I don't like it. 
and that doesn't no. mean it's a that's not because it's a bad design that's not because they shouldn't do it or it's not what the game needs but it just means kind of one more thing that i have to kind of tack on to what i'm what i'm already doing it, it's just the the adaption of change from what i could tell it seems pretty player friendly i'm just a little worried about how they're gonna have to they're gonna have to update not update but when they come out with new pve content such as the tb like how how hard is this gonna be with us being able to advance and control our mods in the way in the way that we are so a lot of a lot of the stuff that i liked though the the five dot mods being more accessible, the six uh, six to E being farmable as well. That's very that's very cool. You're not just limited in one way, but the the extra slicing, the calibration slicing is not even the correct word. The calibration. I'm hesitant at first. I'm just kind of afraid that this is me being selfish. That other players are going to get more out of it than I am, and that's kind of what happened with Datacrons. Like I don't hate Datacrons. I I think they're overall pretty good for the game, but there are a lot of there are a lot of players that get way more out of it than I have, and they've, they've been, honestly, a very big detriment uh, to my to me as a player in the game. And I'm a little hesitant that it'll be the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm around the same as you. Like, extra 60 mods, I'm, I'm going to appreciate that. Like, that's a big focus that I've been trying to work on, trying to get those boosted up anyways. But um, the, the calibrating kind of sucks. I, I don't know if you ever played a game called The Division. They kind of had a similar aspect to it, too, where you could pick your stat and kind of re-roll that one to see what you get. So it, it seems like it's pretty similar to what that's going to be like. But it, at the same time, I'm right there with you. I, I like the aspect of mods that we have right now that it's more RNG-based and, and luck-based pretty much. And it's, it's a matter of how much you farm and how much investment you put in that way, where this kind of seems like it's kind of skipping that. And it makes things a little more equal playing field, but at the same time, not equal playing field, especially if they're going to have monetization connected to this. And that's the part that kind of scares me. Yeah, and there, there are probably some upsides to this. Bro Karen just mentioned this in chat, and this is a good point. Their, their current method of advancing mods is to adva advance dots. And number one, that's limited. They can only do that so much yeah. before things just kind of get weird. And number two, I do not want to 7e all of my Bistin mods like I, I i don't i don't want to do that 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 sounds absolutely terrible to me like to have to go through all that slicing just so that his speed is faster than negotiators whatever um which i guess that's probably not pre uh, relevant right now for funity but just ships in general being able to stay away from that type of thing um but but overall yeah so i'm i'm hesitant on it just because of what it might mean for my account. But at the end of the day, the, the game has to progress. And this is what I told people when 6E to 6A came out, or not 6E, 6D to 6A came out. A lot of, There were a few people that were upset about it. I'm like, guys, this this is how the game has to move forward. Uh, whether it's kind of good or not, there, ha there has to be some type of advancement in a game that is like ours is where it just doesn't die. Yeah, no, no, and that's what the CGs ended up doing. Look what they're doing with TB. Look at what they're doing with the the different characters, the different events that they're putting out, and then now going into mods. Like they're trying to revamp stuff to make it to where it's not stale, and I appreciate that. Uh, but at the same time, I, I feel like we're so used to doing it the old way. Sometimes when change comes, we're a little hesitant. Uh, even look at Datacrons, for instance. A lot of people were hesitant in the beginning, and it seems like Datacrons is. Here to say, and a lot more people are adopting these. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for that that bus to come more so around. I, I I agree with you. It's come more around than it was in the very beginning. But it's, yeah, <laughs> I, I think if we pulled, I wouldn't do a poll on Reddit, but if we pulled the, the community at large, I think we're still pretty, people who like data crimes are still pretty far in the minority. Yeah, no, 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 definitely that. But it seems like they're they're they're, they're meeting them meeting them in the middle. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So, on on to the next point, and this is this is okay. So this is definitely being being negative. One year later, they're finally going to implement the gear changes they talked about. I think it's been a I think it's been a whole year now since they they announced the gear. Let's see, wasn't it? Wasn't it towards the end of last year, like third quarter of last year or something like that? Like, it's, it's been a long time. Uh, any thoughts yeah. on that? I'm just kind of glad it's getting done with. Um, it, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> it, like you said, it's been a whole year. So any news, anything to kind of put that to bed is all right with me. Yeah, I'm just glad it's going to be over with. And I'm, I'm glad that they are actually giving us communication on it. It would be, yeah. it would really kind of suck if they just let it sip into the abyss and never talk about it ever again. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so that covers that. And then we have a few, is, is that the entirety of the road ahead? Did we hit it all? Um, I'm looking right now. I'm pretty sure that's, that's it. Mods TV, um... Jabba, Mob Enforcer. Um, we didn't talk about Bush. Did you like her kit? I didn't really see that much of it. I don't know if you did. I, I looked at it a little. It definitely just very similar to Kersantan as well as Lando. She's shoehorned into being Jabba's minion. And that, that's that, that's kind of fine. But it's, it's kind of similar to the Inquisitors in the sense that I, I don't have any of the puzzle pieces right now. So I can't understand you. Like I said, this is what happened with Inquisitors. They kept coming out with Inquisitor kits. And when the Grand Inquisitor came out, like, okay, this is really cool. I have no idea how you function with your team because I have no idea what your team does. Different from, let's say, you know, Ben Swolo yeah. that's about to come out. I know, even without having her for the longest time, very much how Ray works. I know exactly how you're going to fit into that team. I can tell kind of your value or your relevancy and stuff like that. But yeah, looking over Bush's kid, I, I just kind of looked at him like, this is, I can see kind of what they're going for, but I, I really don't have an informed opinion. Yeah. I, I really look at, get a chance to check out her kit completely, but I got to say, this is going to be the, one of the weirdest GL teams. I'm not sure if I like it that much. I, I wish he had some of his thugs in there. Some of the guys that we see with Jabba rather than people that are going undercover and not really on his side. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't I don't completely despise it. And I guess they were probably kind of wanting to go for characters that people wanted in the game in general. Like I, I think yeah. I've seen people ask for uh <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Bausch. Um for for a very long time. And really it's it's gonna yeah. kind of be kind of hard to fit her into a team. And that this works. So yeah, I would have preferred if I had to choose pretty much a full dark side team of his minions, even kind of the obscure ones, because I think that's the, one of the really cool things about Star Wars is the love that we have for kind of these obscure characters. I know I'll never get him in game, yeah. but Dex from Attack of the Clones, he's a pretty cool character. Like, he's pretty fun. He's hes kind of gross, and you love that about him. He's got a lot of knowledge about things that he probably shouldn't, but who knows what he's seen in his lifetime. But like those type <laughs> of characters, I, I really wouldn't hate to see those in game. 
Yeah, no, no, Dex is awesome. I would love to see Dex in the game. He, he's he's great. But like you said, like there, the scene from Return of the Jedi is probably one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars because of all those background characters. And it, it's only grown over the years since they fleshed out some of the lore between some of these characters. So if they ever brought some of these characters out, this would have been the time. And it just kind of sucks in a way. I feel like we got a little short change because we could have had these characters as marquees. I'm completely fine with that. But you could have slotted them somewhere else. You could put Bosch under a rebel squad, under something, you know, and her have spice energy, some, something to do with infiltrating the other squad. I don't know. I, I just feel a little let down. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with it, honestly. Like, it's... It, it works. It works. And we are... I do still think that we will get Bib Fortuna here rela oh shoot okay so it looks like it looks like we're currently in an ad for the podcast um or at least for the twitch oh. stream so yeah people people are currently stuck in adpocalypse i still need to figure out my life what i'm doing with that so this is <laughs> this is probably still you know relevant for the um oh yeah so everyone who's subbed to my channel <laughs> doesn't have to sit through this that's kind of satila what is What's something of like not super importance but relevant to anyone who's listening to the podcast should know? Oh my gosh, you put me on the spot. Um, what do you think of Bob Enforcer's new artwork? That's a good one. I didn't even see it to be honest. It's Bob Enforcer until he's like on this Java squad. I don't think I'm gonna notice that much. She kind of looks hot, not gonna lie. Like her arms are a little <laughs> weird, but pretty pretty attractive lady. I'm gonna, this is like totally blasphemy, but I always get Mob Enforcer and Cup mixed up. I always think Mob Enforcer is the dude. <laughs> yeah, I, and I do, like, it is weird though, like, was that the character that needed touched up? Like, I get they want to put her in a, in a new thing, but have you seen CLS recently? He's, he's a little below standards. Yeah, agreed on that. Uh, there's definitely other characters, and Honestly, like that's the biggest factor of him probably or her probably being on the GL or Java squad is that they got the art update. So for those of you that just came back from Adpocalypse, the only thing we covered was Mob and Force's armor, and Tilo thinks she's stunning. So there's that. All right, so back <laughs> she's to the a, she's a Mob Bay. Mob Bay. Oh, um, getting back to the actual road ahead, though. So we, gosh, we had, we were on the very last thing here. Looks like, look okay. like it, looks like it took us off a little bit. Um, we were on the very last thing for... Oh, we were just talking about Jabba's team in general. I think I think that covers it, Tila. Do you want to talk a little bit about all of the... I kind of tried to stay... I, I, I had a pretty busy real life this last weekend. And there was a lot of... I don't know if I want to call it drama that was happening in the game. But do you want to comment at all about the, the crystal scams or the, the mods disappeared or anything like that? Uh, yeah, so it seemed like what it was a yesterday that people were getting <laughs> ridiculous amount of crystals. We're talking about thousands of crystals. Uh, people were getting galactic legends that didn't even have their requirement. And what had happened was that if you guys didn't see, AP Games had a um, interview with the person responsible for this. It was actually a employee from EA, and. Um, they had seen how much CG was charging for marquees, so upwards of $300. So they thought that they would kind of like throw their hat in there and make some money. And that's what they did. They, they you were able to get con in contact with this person through Discord. 
and request what you want and people were going buck wild i think it was like uh the the same amount for like a hundred a hundred dollars worth of crystals for like 10 bucks so people were just going brazy on that and 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 just really just loading up on crystals and all sorts of other stuff so pretty wild i saw a lot of people got banned for which that's actually this not this exact scenario but this type of scenario has happened before where people have gone through with stolen credit cards like people sold the stolen credit cards to other people and then people used it that way which is very much against us and it's you know it, it's one of the things that i can honestly kill the game um but that's that's like really bad man that's super shady that's 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 high yep. scale theft okay so supposedly this person lives in romania and they don't have a um, extradite thing over there so he feels like he's safe but uh man that, that that is wild and to go out there and have an interview and and be so public about it too like this person has no shame in their game yeah i i'm not sure of what <laughs> can i word this i'm not sure of what i think the proper consequences should be for that but i have a really bad moral view of that person like that's yeah, I don't. I don't think I can say anything without being nice. So I'm not gonna. And and that's what the thing too. This guy was trying to call himself Robin Hood, and I'm like, dude, you ain't Robin Hood. Like you charging for this first of all, and you're doing something like super shady too that you know is gonna affect the people buying from you, and they shouldn't be in the first place. You know you're gonna get banned. Like oh. everything is traceable, especially like in mobile games or any games. Like they're gonna be able to find you. Yeah, I. I, I I have no sympathy for what what happens because of that. But all right, so well, yeah, we don't. I, I think that suffices there, pretty well enough. Are we are we ready to get back to GAC? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go ahead and oh, where is it here? Heading that. Hi, this is B One, and here's T Lo and Calvin with their brand or an experience this week. Hopefully, they didn't suck. Roger, Roger. All right, so Tilo, how was your first round of GAC this past week? All right, so I took pictures, so that way I could kind of like figure out exactly, and I wouldn't do what I did last week, was kind of get them <laughs> mixed up. I so, um, yeah, I do that all the time. Uh, for the first one, I lost this fight. And the reason I lost this fight is we actually were going out with some friends, and I didn't do the battles the day before. And we got to talking, I lost track of time, and I only had like less than 30 minutes to attack. And the thing that sucked is my opponent did not break through my bottom two walls. He only did the top. And he only scored 918 points on me, which was pretty easy for me to beat. I ended up only scoring 531. Oh, wow. And all I had in the back zone, and that's all I had to do to win the battle is kind of clear this, because I one-shot everything else on his board, was Geos with only a Relic GBA, which I could have easily used Treya right there. And then I could have beat a Django squad with Boba Fett, Scion, IG-88, and Dengar, which isn't isn't the greatest team in the world. It's solid, but it's not nothing to write home about, which I could have easily beat as well. And it would have been an easy win, but I just ran out of time. Yeah, I, I hear so. you a little bit, like especially I don't know this exact battle, but late this 
last weekend was Labor Day weekend, which like I didn't, I didn't even stream my final match, so I definitely get real life kind of getting getting in the way. Air quotes there for those on the podcast. <laughs> you know, and and then the thing is too, like I noticed maybe an hour earlier, it's just my phone was at one percent and. I know my friends probably thought I was a crackhead too. And I, I barely met them too. So it's like, I'm trying to be like, you know, that awkward period where I can't be like, Hey, yo, we got to stop what we're doing. I need to do this GAC match. Um, so I got to take I'm over a there, I'm for like, at least an hour, man. It's I'm, I, over, I'm over there scratching my neck, food. scratching my arms, <laughs> breaking down in hives. I'm like, Hey, can I borrow your charger? My phone's at 1%. And by the time I got back, I was leaving and I was only at like 10%. And it was just, it didn't go good. I even asked my wife to drive. I was like, you need to drive home. I was like, I need to do this while you're driving. And still ran out of time. I remember I had my wife play for me one time in the heroic Sith raid. <laughs> I was driving home and she knows like, she knows like pretty, you know, basic Star Wars stuff that, pe- that people should know. Like she knows who Han Solo is. She knows who CLS is. So I had her run. I had to run the, the Chexmex team for phase three of heroic set three because it's pretty it's pretty straightforward like you get i already had you know the the comp preloaded on my whatchamacallit and i was like all right so knock everyone down and then hit him with han solo she, she did pretty well i was able to i think i got top 10 because of her so shout out to my wife she's pretty cool i had the opposite opposite experience uh, my <laughs> wife tried it gave up and we're on the freeway too so it's like uh... I guess I'm going to score a little bit. So hopefully I'm above 40. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. I'm like, I'm like, just press that button up there. Just press the auto for me at least. <laughs> I've had, uh, yeah, my, my wife understands those terms. Now. She, she knows, she knows what auto is. Uh, I, I think the funnest thing that she hears when I'm when we're podcasting or just on GAC is the amount I talk about Omicron because I can't not say it and her not to think about COVID. <laughs> Like, it's just constantly. <laughs> She's but. like, man, this guy's really concerned about Omicron. <laughs> well, it sounds, like, it sounds like the characters have COVID, is what it sounds like, you know. Um, Savage <laughs> just wild. came out with a new Omicron. It sounds like he's got a new, va- like, Savage is out there with a new variant. I don't know. Anyways. All right, so my first match of GAC, getting back on track here, was, it was pretty good. I, I keep running to these guys, and I think this is going to come to 3v3, and that's going to suck a little bit. I keep running to these guys that are just stacking everything on defense. Their entire front walls are Galactic Legends or the pseudo-Galactic Legends, Starkiller and Malgus. Like, occasionally there'll be a level 9 Datacron of CLS or something else of the sort. And this guy did that as well. And I, th- I think a- I think a part of it is just kind of it's it's the, the path of least resistance. They put that up, and if you don't front wall them as well, they kind of just win without having to put a lot of work into it. Which is, I, I can respect it. It's not... And it doesn't really screw me in any way as long as I plan around it. So I went through his top wall, and then we actually got to use a ton of off-meta counters. If, I believe if this Ray wasn't a level 9 Datacron Ray. No, there was actually, there was one of my off-meta counters failed. I'm trying to remember which one it was. It's not going to come to me right now. But we used stuff like uh, General Grievous versus JML that was really cool. We got to two-shot a... um, Lord Vader with Fennec, which really isn't that far out of our realm. I'm trying to think of what one just... What, one of them just crapped the bed. Oh, Jedi Luke and Armor got to kill SLKR. But overall, we, we cleared the top two walls, couldn't clear through the bottom. Like I said, we didn't have anything for Ray because of the way things shaked out. Oh, we couldn't two-shot Malgus, that's what it was. Uh, so SLKR couldn't go and beat Ray because he had to beat Malgus. 
And my opponent couldn't get through my bottom wall. He tried a few times on my, I believe on my gas as well as my Malgus, maybe my Lord Vader as well. Didn't make a dent, didn't have the teams because, you know, everything was on defense and we, we walked away pretty easily with that win. How was nice. your second match? It, uh, second match, I switched up my defense just a little bit. What I ended up deciding to do is take uh, JMK for offense with my SOKR and my C. So those would be the three GLs I take with me. And then I also took uh, Star Killer for defense, our offense as well. So I ended up placing my Lord Vader, which we put our ultimate on. I placed him with Maul. And then I placed Ray with the Datacron, Super Datacron with uh, BB-8 and the Resistance. So really disgusting there. Uh, JML on defense as well with Malgus. And then I also put a couple of these other teams down like CLS, Gas, uh, my my Qui-Gon team as well with real good speeds on uh, my JKL. I think he's like a, how was he, 300 and something. So really fast. So to throw off some counters there. And it worked out pretty good. My opponent ended up opting to go to the top zone and rather than the bottom zone. So I felt good about that. He struggled a little bit up top. Uh, managed to get through it though and go to fleet cleared that so it gave me the opportunity to kind of pick and choose my battles because he couldn't get past the bottom zone so we went out there and he only placed i think two gls down i forget exactly which ones this one i didn't take a screenshot of and um we pretty much full cleared except for ships i i beat him to the point where i didn't even have to do ships and i didn't even bother to do them. so i was like ah whatever we're, we're gonna win he's stuck so easy match, uh, like the defense and the offensive setup. So I think I'm going to probably stick to that for a little bit. Yeah, not having to go sh do ships is kind of a, it's kind of a plus in itself, especially, um, this is a weird thing, personal thing for me, but if for YouTube as well, for me to put the GAC matchup on YouTube, it's a lot easier if ships aren't in there. <laughs> You're like, if I don't have to do it, we ain't doing them. Yeah, it's just, just one more, one more thing to kind of look into, but my, um, my second match went really, this, this, this one was a little bit aggravating because my uh, my opponent, again, same type of thing as the first one, FU defense. I think this guy was a little lighter. I think he placed like one less Galactic Legend. I had everything planned out so that we would be able to full clear him. I went and took my monster JML versus his JMK. You know, it has repost. I have, I have generally Luke on the team. I've got the good level nine where my team is just cranking out a ton of damage. And I go in. The enemy Datacron had 500% health steal. They didn't oh even have gosh. a tank. I, I had full access to Cat the entire time. They didn't even put in a tank. And I couldn't get her down because she was going from in the red to full health within only one character on the enemy side had to take a turn. Because what would happen is someone would use a special, Ahsoka would get called in. And the weakest character at that point, you know, is is Cad, who's about to keel over. So she just never died. My R9 JML with, you know, again, with all the, the bells and whistles with the Datacron. And even Jedi Knight Luke reducing max health with his AoE. I just couldn't kill her. She, she just did not go down because she was able to get back to 100% every single time. All she had to do was one basic and she was back up there. So that threw That's the nice. entire... Oh, and it, th it threw the entire match because that was on the front wall. And I, that was supposed to be the easy match. Like I had a bunch of like off meta stuff. that was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work guys. And that, that's the one that crapped the bed. And then I, uh, 
I don't know if you can call this a misplay, but I, I misjudged my mace. I used to use Radis as a burner for Executor and then use Rebels. And I used Mace this time because my Radis is pretty functional. And I, I, I did it wrong to the point where Xanadu Blood hadn't taken a turn. And then they just killed my Millennium Falcon before I took a turn because Xanadu Blood was there to not only, you know, have a turn before my Falcon go, but also call someone to assist. So our, our opponent, he didn't even do... I don't believe he did that well. I think he only took two zones, like, kind of randomly. Yeah, he took. I think he just took the bottom zone. Really struggled on the top wall. and then he. But he walked away with win because I, I got a very, very pitiful one zone. Nah, that's tough. And that's, that's kind of... The... Sorry. No, go for it. I was going to say, that's kind of been the theme of my GAC for the last three months because I, I used to... I used to get entire blowouts where someone would just tear me apart and then I would occasionally just win by a little. And these last three months for me have just been a lot of really close losses, which make for good matches, but I've, I have dropped like a rock man. I have, um, we'll get to my third match here in a second, but I, if you separate them individually, these last three seasons since data crimes have come out have been my worst, not collectively, each one of them. I, I've never had a negative season in my GEC career ever since it started. All three of these last ones have all been negative. So I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing super well, but yeah. Yeah, and it, it's like that. Data crowns change everything, especially in the gameplay of GEC. Um, for me, this last one, this last one was pretty cool because I didn't stream this one. We were. Um, I was waiting for my opponent to attack. It ends up he started attacking within the last hour. So I didn't even have a full hour to attack. And um, as soon as I saw him, I was waiting for him. I started attacking too. So I already had a kind of a game plan of what I was going to do. He ended up placing SLKR. He placed uh, Lord Vader as well as Ray for, on defense. So kind of a weird setup. People usually don't place that one. And then um, obviously the other, other setups as well. Like he had Starkiller for one weird aspect he did not put uh malgus down which was funny to me because huh. everybody puts malgus down yeah so i was like okay i'll take that all day because it opened up it opened up other stuff for me um i ended up using c against slkr so this is the first time i've done this i've seen it a couple times um seen other people do it but for me is the first time I've, I've really got the confidence to actually try it and it worked out pretty good uh, was a little bit scary, but armor putting the three stacks on C worked out pretty good. We ended up getting past that one. Uh, GG beat uh, Star Killer, and then we go up top. I used my SLKR against his Lord Vader. That worked out pretty good, and then I ended up using JMK against their beefed up Ray. So everything was going pretty good. I think I only dropped one battle on ground, which was a dumb mistake. I ended up using Wampa against um, a Hux team. Oh, I don't know why I did that. But uh, <laughs> we ended up cleaning it up really good. I had like three or four teams left on offense. And uh, my opponent struggled big time. So he ended up, let me see exactly. So he ended up tacking my Ray three times, tacking my Gas three times, and tacking my Qui-Gon team four times. Uh, Ray and Gas were left standing. Qui-Gon was defeated. And then he also had to attack my CLS um, two times. So he only got past the two, top two zones, couldn't get past my bottom zone. And we ended up with the full clear on the ground zone. And again, 
it was one of those points where I didn't really have to attack ships, so I only went in there with one battle and <laughs> I left the other ones. I was like, I'm not dealing with a trio attacker executor. I got the win. Oh uh, yeah, those are those are kind of nice. So how 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 do you finish out the season entirely? So I got what was it, five and four? So I went one positive. Is that the? Yeah, 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 yeah you're, four, you're right? in the green, definitely. Yeah, so so one above. So I felt like I could have went three and zero this week, but I'll take that. It is what it is. Yeah, so my my last match, this one, this 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 one was a little. This one was very hard, actually. So this was Labor Day weekend, and I I I won't get into details, but I had a very very busy one that pretty much let me. I could only do GAC between things, like in the car and away to a place, or early in the morning before my wife woke up, or you know, like it was it was a very hard day. So I, I didn't scout at all. I didn't really plan at all. And my opponent, like I'll, I'll give props to him too. Like he didn't he didn't play poorly. He he looked at both our front walls, realized that he wasn't going to be able to clear everything. So we just took the top. And I there were a few options that I probably could have looked at, but I tried to go for the full clear. I couldn't get through his bottom teams, mostly because of Super Data Cron Ray. You will not be missed. You will not be missed at all. Screw you. Um, but yeah, I couldn't get through it, and then I lost. And then I, once again, I am three and six this season. This is now two months, two months in a row. Not not even like the nice like I can fake that I almost broke even. Like I, this is a this is a hard negative. Yeah, that, that's tough. Datacrons, man. Datacrons change everything. Um, are you going to go a little bit heavier on these on this set of datacrons, or are you going to stick to the same cadence? Um, so I'm gonna, I am going to stay with the same cadence for now. I don't think I would probably need to because number one, we have the dismantle rates coming in this one, but on top of that, we're actually getting both set one and set two. Uh dismantled into the same set so we're gonna have quite a bit more than we really know what to do with or at least more yeah. than we have a lot of things that we did before uh but yeah so i'm probably not gonna change anything i'm still gonna do the 50s if anything i think i'm gonna lay off of them a little because last season and maybe i just got lucky with re-rolls for for set three but i got everything i wanted from set three i wanted three level nines i wanted bam i wanted malgus and i wanted c those are the only ones i could really use my night sisters aren't any good. My mall team needed a lot more relics to be able to use like a Bokaton Datacron. Uh so I only doing the 50s, I got everything I needed, everything I could want. And I'm thinking set four looks similar, except for the the dismantle thing is gonna play an impact. We're gonna have a lot more resources to work with. And this is also gonna last for two months. So I think I'm pretty easily, at least by the end of it, I'm gonna get everything I need. The the only thing in this one is, and I've been running into it, the choke point is going to be the datacrons themselves. I I can't get a datacron to save my life. Like I'm using whole refreshes just to get one datacron. And, and I think we're going to have the materials, but the datacrons themselves, oh my gosh, it's going to be a pain to get those. Um, I'm, I'm looking for even the shard shop currency one. Like I'm going to end up buying that one probably every week <laughs> just because they're so difficult to get. So, but I okay. So, me, my player, I know that people have other other people have larger rosters with more relic levels on more teams. But I think I only really need like three datacrons from this. One. No, sorry, four, maybe four. 
Like, I, I need one for dash in some fashion. But I can't even use dash on a scout machine. Like, I'm, I am seriously contemplating it. And I, I think it's a bad idea, so I need to look at the kit more for JMK. But I'm seriously contemplating throwing dash on my JMK and just, you know, everyone can kiss their JML counter goodbye because you're going to be dazed 24-7. Um, so I'm going to go for probably dash, Lord Vader, Vader himself, and then who's the... I think that's it. Like, I can't... My other Empire teams, the other, I think... Oh, no, sorry. I need I need a... Probably a level 6 for Starkiller. So, I need 4. And then, you know, whatever's that, left, I can just take for level 3s to get the, the accuracy things. And that's what I'm doing, too. I'm prioritizing the Empire first. So, I need 3 of those. One, one for Lord Vader. Uh, one for EP Mara. And then uh, one for Vader by himself. Because Vader's going to do a ton of work just by himself. Oh, yeah. So... So if I get those three, I'm going to be in a pretty good spot. Anything else other than that, I'm pretty much going to go for Dash. Um, at the same time, Dash is super good. Don't get me wrong. But if I don't get it, I'm not going to feel super bad because I do have the BAM with the Ultra Whistling Birds. So that Dash could oh, go nice. in there. And, and that's going to be nice too. But um, I, I do want Dash. Dash looks nasty. Other than that, um, I'm trying to look if I want any other ones that... Um, level nine I, I think we're gonna have to go for lord vader that mastery one's gonna be super disgusting but uh and vader is probably gonna be my third on the tier list just because he could do so much work with just the level six so eventually when i do have enough materials i'm gonna try for that level nine but uh it's not a super priority it, it's mainly gonna be dash invader and, and probably vader lord vader being the number one spot that that's what I'm that's really the direction I'm leaning. And it's gonna it's gonna be slightly convenient. Not really. Like I'm I'm trying to think put a positive spin on it. The new or one of the new bottlenecks for datacrons are the level nine rerolls. You can only get them through TB. It's it's very limited. If you don't really get the right RNG, you're kinda host. But at the same time, I've been looking, you know, I have one myself for Darth Vader and Lord Vader. I really don't think you need a level nine. My Darth Vader is in here just completely looping entire JMK teams with just his level six. And then all of a sudden JMK has 56 dots, crit immunity, don't care, one shot, just dead. Um, and that, and that, like no, no level nine required to be able to do that. And I'm hearing very similar reports for Lord Vader as well, where just him being able to spam that attack every single turn, he's doing nasty things. So like i said I'll, I'll definitely go for them like if i have you know the resources the whatchamacallits but it's it really looks like the level sixes are the ones they're gonna make or break that yeah i'm right there with you i'm more looking at them for like icing on the cake like of course level six is your base and level six is what you really need but uh the level nine just pushing them over the edge and i i really think that lord vader one's going to be the one over the edge that mastery gain yeah, per dot is, is going to be disgusting especially if you put it on defense um what i was also excited uh but my vader one and this isn't going to be my lord vader one because I, I think it's a little more beneficial for just the og vader i got the crit damage one the stacking so oh. it's going to crit, crit damage stacking with the the cooldown i'm excited for what he's going to be able to do it's going to be really awesome yeah i'm i'm excited for him too especially because i can probably just throw him on defense and it's Unless you know the the one or two counters that get developed that beats him somewhat array, they're just people are just gonna have to two shot it. Like you're gonna, I hope I hope people st still try bounty hunters just because <laughs> bounty hunters. If you're willing to two shot, 
they're probably the only team that's doing it. Like, you know, if you want to use whatever it is, JMK or JML or whatever to be able to kill all the sides, once you get it down to just loan him, I think you're going to have to have Fennec or just a, an, yeah. I don't know, a, another Galactic Legend, which is significantly more expensive. Like, Troopers, I don't think Troopers are cleaning up Lord Vader now. No. And I'm really, I'm really interested if maybe that cooldown one for Bam is going to come into play to where you're still able to counter him, um, or if it's just going to be too much with the cooldowns for Lord Vader. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I haven't seen a video on it yet. I'm sure it's probably out there, but hopefully, hopefully it has some legs too. I may, I may eventually try to reroll one of those if it does. I, I'll probably have some RNG to it. the the amount of mastery Lord Vader gets if he gets one shot open on fennec without damage immunity she's in the ground yeah and, and that's why i'm saying that level nine with the stacking mastery like you already see what it does throughout a battle just make that that much faster it's going to be a problem he's going to be hitting so hard oh yeah uh, it, it, it's going to be nasty and i'm i'm kind of here for it like i i prefer an overpowered level nine than you know an overpowered level three that i have to collect for you know th 16 teams yeah, no. should be fun. All right, well, cool. Um, so that actually pretty much transitioned to our leg day. We talked about the data crons we're working on. So let's go ahead and look at all everything else we're working on. Let us talk leg day. Important it is. How do you think I jump so high at my age? All right, Tila, what have you been doing for leg day what have you been prepping what's going on in your roster um i've been doing a lot actually let me pull this up so i did my lord vader i ended up getting him to r8 i'm gonna cool it not i mentioned last week that i want to try to get into r9 but throughout I, I thought about it i was like man that's a lot it's a it's super expensive so i'm probably gonna do that after profundity i'm gonna get him to relic nine but he's at r8 right now so he's set up for that. Um, I ended up gearing a couple of the characters for profundity. Uh, so my dash is at R7 already, so he's ready to go. I ended up getting my Admiral Radis to, to gear 10, probably gear 11 pretty soon. And he's at um, five stars now. So he's almost to six, so he's getting close. I got my Biston and my uh, Cassian Andor to G12, so they're close to Relics. Biston's probably going to be the first one I read Relicking, just for the ship. And then I started putting some gear on Hera. Hera's gear 10. Uh, Jin is gear 10. And the surprise one for me, and I ended up deciding to go for it, was Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. So oh, okay. I know... I, I know he's not a requirement, but I was like, if I'm going to start investing into Bissin, might as well invest into this guy. That way I have a solid uh, ship. So he is gear, what is he, nine? And he's super expensive. So we'll see when eventually <laughs> I'm able to get this guy up. But um, but yeah, so fully invested into Profundity and excited to see how close I get. Uh, gear's not too bad on these guys other than pathfinder and he's not even a requirement all right yeah i've i'm still a little conflicted on that myself so i'm i'm behind in the requirements than you are so i haven't really even had to make the decision quite yet but yeah i'm 
I don't want to do it. I I'm contemplating bays. Oh, you want bays? I don't. I don't want bays, but I think Ooh. I might need bays. Bays would be awesome. Ah oh, man, I, what, would you get chase too, or would you just do bays? I probably just do bays. Yeah, he, he's sick too. Um, I, I would imagine his gear is not as bad as Flatfinder too, so that's probably a good say, especially for your Rata squad. Uh, but I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so Pathfinder, I can use them on the Rata squad, and at the same time, I can use them for the capital ship, or not the capital ship, but the regular ship as well. So I was like, he, he kills two birds with one stone for me. Yeah, it's true, because you do... Is the is the Biston ship like is he doing a lot right now for the one of the rebel fleets? Um, no. Well, I don't know if he does for profundity. I haven't really checked that out yet. I would imagine he does, but I I, I also imagine that they're going to end up bringing more cap more ships for the profundity to where you eventually can split off your milf maybe and put it back with Akbar. And you're probably going to need some of these other rebel ships as well. Something just now dawned on me. Um, going back to the road ahead, we're jumping around a little bit here. They specifically mm. mentioned that the time period the TB is covering is going to go all the way through what? Yavin 4. Uh, okay. I think we eventually get Red 5. Like we we talked oh, about, I can definitely see we that. talked about them like switching through TB characters because it's going to be expandable. Reva, Calcestis, I think Red Five, I think they're all on the table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I could definitely see that. And if they do that, and Red Five's the main ship right there, and you can put your milf back with uh, Home One. I yeah, think it's the opposite. So... I think Red Five stays oh, with Home One. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, it would it would make sense lore wise too. Because that's the one thing I don't like about Profundity is that it kind of kills one capital ship to make another capital ship good. It's almost like a Mace situation, you know? Not quite. Like, Mace just got, he got promoted to Burner, yeah. right? Like, he's, he is the worst, or not the worst, but the most useless capital ship we currently have. Yeah, and, and Tom Ford brings out a good point, too. Is like, once we get Raven's Crawl, or Claw, it can go there and replace the mills and, and be okay viability as well. But I don't know. I, and that kind of bummed me out. I, I wish it wouldn't need the Falcon and the Falcon could stay with home one. Yeah, I I, I, yeah, I kind of wish so too. But we'll, we'll, we'll see when we get there. I'm sure, I don't think that'll... I mean, they already announced Reva's the first character. So Red 5 definitely is going to yeah. be the first. But maybe maybe second, maybe third, depending on what's going on. Um, but okay, so I guess that's on to my leg day then. All right. So I have not done a whole lot at all. I, I don't remember where we left off last time. I, I think I had unlocked Ray by last week. She is currently R8. Actually, I finally got her up there. I didn't really think about it. The, the fact that I was, you know, burning resources because they haven't done the Relic 8 thing yet. So there's some, some Bronzium pieces I will never see again. But she's there. She still doesn't have her ult. It's going to take a long time for me to her grind her ult. Because I have not stopped farming Radis. And he's on a dark side node, so that really holds me back there. But I've been farming him, and then I've just been plugging away. I don't think I've made a lot of huge progress, but I've been plugging away like you with the profundity requirements. I don't know 
exactly where I left off last time, but I have a gear 11 Vista now, my Cassian's gear 10, just trying to sort them out. And I need to, I, I, I haven't had a lot of time, honestly, for these kind of extra things for the game these last couple of days, but I want to look in to see how far away my gear is wise. Cause I need to, I need to fine tune some of my farming, see how much relic levels I'll have ready to see if I can start giving some of these other teams, other relic levels for datacrons. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to blow my timeline for profundity for the sake of that. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, no. And that's the position where I'm at too. It's like, I want to do all these little side projects, but at the same time, I don't want to get pushed super far behind on the profundity. Cause I, I know we're going to need it. Profundity is going to be a game changer on the fleet. We did, we haven't seen the full aspect of it yet, obviously, but in this 3v3 season, we're going to definitely see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. And that's that's kind of the bummer about me getting Ram. Like, oh, I'm finally caught up, but kind of not really. So I'm I'm going to have to ship my I'm going to have to ship my defense mentality. I'm going to have to do something because. Yeah, I, I now have leverage and ground instead of fleet and before it was the opposite. But anyways. Yeah. All right. So that covers leg day pretty well. Now to everyone's favorite segment. Whose kit is it anyways? Woohoo. <laughs> That's uh, gonna the woohoo is gonna be our sounder until we get one, Tilo. I know, I know. I'm like, shame, shame. <laughs> I, to be fair, I think you ride yourself harder than I do on that. I know. As soon as we started the the stream too, and the intro started playing, I was like, dang it, I forgot. <laughs> All right, who went first? Do you remember? I I don't remember, but I can. I have mine ready for you. You ready? Um. All right. Let's do this. Let me close everything out. Oh yeah, so for anyone who's new right now or is you know new to the podcast, every every single podcast of me and Tila, we play a game called Who's Kid Is It Anyways, where I will read, we will both read descriptions of an ability to one another, and the other person will have to guess what character it belongs to. So Tila, you got your chat blocked off? Yep. Alright, here we go. Deal Let's physical damage to target enemy and inflict evasion down for two turns. I feel like we've done this one before. Oh my gosh, this sounds so familiar. So read it one more time. Yeah, so it, it only does two things. Um, deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict evasion down for two turns. So it's physical da damage, evasion down. Is it... Is it Stark? It is not Stark. Oh gosh, okay. Uh, one second, because people, there's a few people in the comments here that saying it might actually be more than one character, though. Nope. Okay, so they are different. Um, all right. So now I need to give you the other faction. Let me check it here real quick. Go back to the character that I was on. Do, 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 do. All right. So this is a droid. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's um, uh, Chupio. Yep. There you go. Do you do you by any chance remember the name? Um, uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it would be no, I don't even know. I was going to come up with like a random one. It's frantic shot. It's nothing super flashy. But yeah, a lot of people were. <laughs> some people got it, but a lot of people were guessing old Ben as well because old Ben has a very similar basic. I think the only difference is that he. He also gets potency up, which is actually kind of important for the Jedi Knight Rev encounter. 
the the evasion down list there's only a couple characters too yeah and it's really what i think cg was doing at the time was they were just trying to they were trying to find the most useless debuff that purely so that a character that attacks at a turn could constantly generate turn meter because he's going to be basking every single time and cls lead whenever they attack or whenever something is resisted then yeah. they get turn meter so i think they were that's just kind of what they're going for <laughs> all, right. all right you ready for mine yep one out of two there tilo so hit me with your best shot or don't right. that's fine too i'm okay without it <laughs> all right let me know where you're ready i got my chat covered hey, let's go all right, blank gains 45% turn meter whenever an empire enemy is defeated and half that amount whenever a non-empire enemy is defeated. Can this be two characters? I don't know. <laughs> Let's I'm, see chat says I'm pretty I know there's two characters that do essentially this exact same thing. Um I think one check. of them might have more to her kit than this, so it's probably not her. If if it's not one, it's the other. It's um. Can you read it one more time? Yeah, let me. I was just making sure. Okay. All right, let me pull it back up. Blank gains 45% turn meter whenever an empire enemy is defeated, and half that amount whenever a non-empire enemy is defeated. Okay, yeah, so I... Th Alright, so I'll just say it. Hoth Rebel Scout and Cardoon both have an ability that is essentially this, but I think Cars might have something else. I'm going to go with Hoth Rebel Scout. Dang it, Calvin. I was like, for sure this was going to give him a little bit of trouble. <laughs> well, I mean, it did kind of get me a little bit of trouble. What is the difference between his and a uh, his and Kara stuns? Oh, the, her she unique stuns. though. Uh, X oh, rebel shock trooper. No, it's not that one. It's the infiltrator. Let's Where is see. it? I think it's her ability. The the improvised no, I, strategy. It has more to it. So she gains critical hit immunity for two turns and a hundred percent turn meter whenever an enemy empire enemy empire. I've said that wrong, is is defeated. And half that amount oh, for non-enemy or empire enemies. So it's actually just a much better version of it. They're not they're not identical. <laughs> He's just saying it was too easy. I was like, man. I, I I'm not sure. Like so so Hotherville Scout is a well-used character, especially with how Mon Mothma has grown recently. But like that's not. I guess it's okay. Like that's an ability you want. Like the, the you want you want the character that is generating the turn meter to also be getting turn meter. But at the same time, I think his, his biggest attribute is his basic. But that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um. All right. So now we are going to go to the final part of whose kit is it anyways, which is where we take a fan entry, and I'll go ahead and uh, put in the Discord server here. So if you want to check out the Discord server, you can hop in there. There is a specific channel that you can go to within the Discord channel that. That's probably not the right word. You go in and you can actually put your own kit description. There's instructions of how to do it. And then me and Tilo will sit here and try to guess it one week and we'll see if you guys can stump us. A lot of people have and it's been pretty fun. Um, so let's go ahead and check that out. Tilo, are you ready to cover up your chat? Yeah. All right. So we both have it covered up and I'm trying to remember. I'll, I'll just open it up. I always remember when I can look at whose it was. Who's because at any we did, we did last week. Last week's was Doofiend. Do physical damage target enemy. If it was weakest attack, those 
and it's guaranteed critical. Oh, this yeah, this was yours that I stole. So this week is mine. So this okay. week is from Rokaren. Thank you, Rokaren, for your addition. Tila, would you like to read the, the kit to me? Yeah, and, and Rokaren even says, curveball here. There are three characters with the exact same ability text. Name all three. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict armor shred for the rest of the battle. Oh, okay. Uh, so Sabine, Moff Gideon, and mm -hmm. shoot. Um, that third one's rough. Yeah, give me give me a second to think about it. Um, so gases is much more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is hard, but it's also easy because the amount of characters that do armor shred in the game are not. There's not a ton of them. Uh, I think no. Ben Swole's is also a lot more complicated. And this actually, Ben Swole might not. I don't even think he was out when this came out. Um, Ooh, I think uh, I know. Yeah, give me a second here. Um, Moff Gideon, Sabine. Cats is a lot more complicated than that. Fenix is a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, they've given a lot of characters armor shred recently. Yeah. And I don't think there's anyone else that uses the Dark Saber outside of those two. Yeah, Zalbars was a lot more complicated because he has to crit for it to be able to land. You got, got a little bit of background noise there, Tilo. Oh, I do? Yeah. Are they, are they singing Frozen or little... No, this is uh, the Disney parade. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what they like. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Um, armor Shred, Armor Shred, Armor Shred. I feel like I've gone through all the characters that can do it. Again, it's not Gas. Not Zalbar. It's not Cat. Is it... I don't. I don't think Skiff Lando has one again. He's. I think he's too new of a character. I don't think he was that when this was posted. Hmm. It's not. Gosh darn! It's not Eighth Brother because he does like sixteen other things. Oh man. Gosh, who am I missing? Oh, you know what? Yeah, you got it. I don't, I, I don't know. There's more to the text than that, but the only one that I can think of that just does armor shred off the rip is Cam. All right, so I'm gonna. That's look. what I was thinking. I'm gonna look and see if I got him. <laughs> yep, I didn't get him in order. Gosh, Actually, I might have got him in order. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you did get it in order. Sabine, Ren, Moff, Gideon, and Kiati Mundi. Oh, that was. I was like, I was like, you're gonna miss Cam. <laughs> I was like, please, Calvin, let me get this bonus points real quick. <laughs> yes, that one that one's a little bit more tricky just because that, that ability switches. Like, it's not consistently that one. But, yeah, I, I almost think of Cam more so for his basic. Um, yeah, Gar, Gar Saxon did technically have the Darksaber, but he, he did not get that one, unfortunately. <laughs> That's jacked up. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. So it looks like some of the chats agreed with me. It's it's kind of dirty because it's it's not technically the full ability, but I mean, I'll 
I mean, it wasn't hard enough that we didn't get it, so that works for me. All right, so thank you very much for Karen. Sorry, Tilo, I get to have, you know, the point to myself. Gosh darn it. <laughs> All right, now we're on to our final part of the podcast, which is podcast questions. We actually got, I think we might have had, had a record this time of podcast questions. I think we got a, quite a few. Um, you ready for them? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Datacron set four has Lord Vader, making the only Galactic Legend to not have a Datacron is SLKR. Will set five have a Datacron for SLKR, Jabba, or both? So kind of a fun speculation piece. Um, man, I, I don't think they're going to do one for SLKR for a while. I, I think they're going to treat him in the same way the Conquest ability or Conquest um, unit. They're just going to do it when they really have to, because SLKR does basically everything you want him to do now. Uh, you don't really need a, a data prop for him. It's only going to make him that much more disgusting than he already is. Uh, so they can push him back a little bit. And I think they're really going to want to focus maybe on Jabba and maybe on Ben Solo as well, too. So if they do Ben Solo, Jabba, and SLKR, that's going to be a lot that we have to focus on as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, it, it could be SLKR. I wouldn't be, you know, super shocked. But they've seemed to be wanting to hone in on the characters that people are immediately locking. So I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's much more likely that we get Datacrons for both Jabba and probably probably unaligned Force users. Like where they'll, they'll might do something with like uh, Starkiller and Ben Swolo and Ray are both also unaligned Force users. So they can kind of, they don't necessarily need to go back to the Resistance uh, faction to get that. They can just get it right there. So, yeah, I think we're pretty much in unison as far as that one goes. Um, we have an ex another question. It's a, a kind of a farming question. It's pretty specific here. Uh, this player is sitting at 5.5 GP with C, JMK, Cat, Executor, and Starkiller. They were going to go for Giant Luke and Jedi Master Luke next. They've got all the Rex farm to seven stars, some geared, some not at all. Should I shift for profundity or stay on my target with JML? So this is this is pretty, pretty straightforward. Do they go for Giant Luke? jml or do they go for profundity um i think we touched on this a little bit other show if i think if you're like we said if you're like six characters or like under maybe stick to jml but if it's like a big farm maybe i go for profundity does he said he had executor yeah he does yeah like i would go for profundity if you can master ships then you're cool because if if they have more GLs than you, it is what it is. Like, they're going to beat you that way. But if you can master ships and they don't have master ships, like, you're going to win those that zone. You could do a lot more flexibility on offense or defense. So I, I say go for the ship. But if you're getting super close to JML, go for JML. I think it's like six characters. If you're, like, only need, like, six more characters to go, go for JML. Well, he doesn't need to have giant Luke yet, which is really... That, that, oh, that's no. go for profundity then yeah that's i lean <laughs> so this depends on your style as a player i know a lot of people around your gp range that are sitting at like high rhodium low kyber that are pretty much getting their wins purely off of fleet if you're one of those guys or if you can at least adapt to that type of strategy i do believe just going for profundity you're going to get better results in the long end but you know if you've already started to invest in a lot of the kind of the junk characters for giant luke like captain han and rollo and you've already got all the get one you need for wampa and hoda then yeah finish him off go get jedi master luke but i i would lean towards profundity if you haven't made any of the bat the quote-unquote bad investments 
and, and you're always going to be able to adapt in character wise like things are always constantly changing data crowns are coming up so it's going to give you equal footing there but they don't have data crowns for ships ships are it is what it is either you can get past them or you can't get past them so if you have the superior ships that's going to be a super beneficial to you yeah and i think having jmk on your offensive side also opens a lot of things up because people can almost put down kind of whatever they want jmk cat you know, there are some data crimes that make exceptions for this, but they're, they're still beating pretty much every single team. So you, they can't just pigeonhole yeah. one team down and then just screw you out of a win. So I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely favor profundity if you are willing or capable of switching to a pretty much purely fleet defense and then just trying to beat them on efficiency. Yeah, now I'm with you on that. All right, so we have another simple question. Uh, how should we mod Wampa? Post on me, obviously. Um, it's a full of health and full of tenacity and that seems to be the his bread and butter if you do that you're pretty you're pretty set yeah so the only thing that i differ on there and this does vary slightly per fight but really not in my opinion not a lot is i still prefer defense sets on him maybe not the full three but um i'll put i'll put two defenses on him just because defense is typically defense beats health Every single time, as long as the teams you're attacking don't have a way around defense. The, the only teams that have a way around defense that Gre or that Wampa typically fights is Grievous's lead. And you, you can you can run the math of the defense calculator if you'd like to. With the 75% boost in defense that Wampa gets, defense still yields a higher a higher rate, at least on the sets. Don't do primaries. Uh, on the, the sets, you're gonna get more health protection. The only like one area that I could see this being a little bit of an issue is if you're trying to be one of those people who wants to use Wampa versus Gas, because after two armor shreds, then it doesn't really matter. Yes, yeah, so Stark also does it on Aiden, but it's it's a very, very small amount. Like, Grievous is, is much bigger than that. Um, I do also really like Tenacity. There are... It's really specific... But Aiden in 5v5 and Mara Jade in 3v3, if they both land their initial stun, the entire counter's in the toilet. Um, so I do I, I do like a, a little bit of tenacity just for that. Um, but if, you, if those aren't counters you're going to use, then, you know, there's really no point. The majority of where I use him is on Aiden teams, on Mara teams. So I, I, I tend to go a little bit heavier on Tenacity. I got a Tenacity set and then um, two health sets. And then he's sitting around 93K health, nothing too crazy. And then 133% Tenacity for me. Yeah, so it, it varies a little bit on use, but I, I lean towards defense set, Tenacity set, Tenacity primary, and then health wherever else you can because you do... He doesn't need to be bolstered. His protection up is built on health, like all protection up. So you want you want that over, say, protection or offense or something like that. Um, and we have we have a very very recent entry, uh, but this is still game. If you had to pick a legends character not currently in game to add, who would it be? Uh, this player says theirs would be Kakruk. I probably just butchered that. I'm sorry. I don't know who this character Ooh. is. Do you know who it is? That, that's a good character, too. He's a survivor of Order 66. He was a oh. really cool design. He had, like, the, the straw hat, like the, the samurai the Ronins had. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he has almost like a pig-like snout, like a like a warthog almost. And he has two, like, um, like, little fangs right here coming up. Really cool. He actually survives all the way to, like, Jet Luke's Jedi 
um, academy. And I don't know if he was a grandmaster or not, but he definitely was on the, the council. Really cool, cool Jedi and really cool story during that post Order 66. If you guys haven't seen it, do it, check it out. It's all legends, but he's one of those characters I've always wanted them to introduce back into canon. So who would it be for you then, Tilo? Is it, is it a Jedi of a similar sort? Because I know there were actually a lot of Jedi that had a similar story where they, they survived Order 66 and they, they came from there. Is, is that one for you or is it someone else? Um, oh my goodness. Um, the first one I'm thinking of, and it is, it's really recently biased too, especially with Malgus coming into the game. I would love for them to bring in Darth Bane and see what he's able to do. You could even throw him as a apprentice Xana and um, let them go to work. I know we touched on this during our video that we did. Have those two characters work in synergy with each other. He's the originator of the rule of two. And, um, and, and, and yeah, you could just have those two. Don't worry about the rest of the team and just let them go to work. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure who it is for me because I... I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit of a canon fanboy. Like, I, I like wh what is known, what I can kind of count on. I'm not really sure if there is. I probably got one somewhere that I would like. I, you know, actually, okay. So, I still, I really like the Wookiees. I think it would be great for us to get a Wookiee faction. Um, so, it would probably be, I think his name is Hanhar. He is a, pretty much the Black Crescenton of KOTOR. It was a actually this their 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 story is very similar. He was a ex slave, of course, like a lot of the Wookiees were, and he ends up just kind of instead of you know being good, he's like you know what this is how I live my entire life. That's how you're all gonna live your entire life. So he becomes a bounty hunter and he enslaves people. Like that's kind of his thing. It's it's a really cool story. He's really kind of a nasty character, but I think he would be a, he would be a very fun addition to the game. And again, like I, I would love to eventually see kind of like the Mandalorian. Eventually, we were able to build up with it, with the amount that we had. But it, it would be kind of cool if we could build out the Wookiee faction. Oh, man. Speaking of Wookiees, Tarfor would be super sick. Yeah, the, there's too. your leader right there. And the, is, speaking of the character that you brought out, it's funny. The uh, Black Crusader with the black coat and the him with the white coat, too. Like, <laughs> super funny. Like, why, why do all the bad Wookiees have to have, like, different coats than all the other ones? I, it's just... Typical cinematics, like the bad guy has to be unattractive or whatever, which uh, maybe sometimes happens. But what what did they call his like crime, Matt Claw? Yeah, um, yeah. What it was. Oh, was it Matt? Was that him or was that? I think it was Zalbar. Zalbar got accused of Mad Claw, and that's why he got kicked out of his uh, his Wookie tribe. I think it was him too, though. He might he I might remember correctly. Too. And I think Black Crescent has something like that too. That I don't think they specifically say Mad Claw, but it's basically the same thing. Yeah, so that's it was like some condition within the uh, uh the like the Wookiee culture where I think if you was it if you raise kind of like raised a hand for violence against another Wookiee, was that the idea? I, I think it was because the wall Wookiees have like their their claws on their finger, mm -hmm. but if you actually use them in combat against another Wookiee. It was considered mad call, and if you like killed them, then like you were exiled on the spot. Yeah, back down to the Shadowlands, which is actually where you know that entire name comes from. I think. Yeah. But all right, cool. Got got through quite of quite a. We got through a ton actually in an hour and a half time too. So that was that was really good. Shout out to Septic Sugar for saying that CA is a noob. It it, it made its way into the Mad Awesome question, so I had to read it. 
Um, and you know, that is, that is absolute truth. So can't, can't really deny it to Do you have anything you'd like to share with anyone else before we head out for tonight? Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty much easy. You can find me pretty much everywhere. Tilo man 92. I'm definitely going to be streaming this upcoming 3v3 season. Kind of took a little break on this 5v5, get my head right. And, um, I'm, I'm feeling good, feeling good about the game again. So let's do it. Let's get some dubs. Yeah, <laughs> I pump we that just one. hit it we just hit add to oh nice okay <laughs> <laughs> well i guess I, again <laughs> yeah i gotta i got i gotta fix that man i either that or just we need to accept it which i don't know i don't know if i want to do that let's see who all is out there right now i don't really have anything major going on i mean like i i, I have i have a bunch of videos i want to get out for youtube but time time is not exactly on my side so nothing really big to report Hopefully we'll start bouncing back for GAC. Same, same here. I, I, I really wanted to start doing a lore series on all these recent marquees. Like I already have it written down for uh, let Skiffguard Lando, how he became Skiffguard. I think it would be kind of cool. And then do one on Bosch, do one on Jabba. But we'll see if I get, a little, <laughs> get around to actually doing it. All right. Well, for those of you who are not in 19 ads right now, we're going to go ahead and raid Fisk. So... Uh, again, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for everyone who listened on the cast. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you all, or, hear, or you'll hear from us uh, on Monday. So until then, stay mad awesome.